I have come to lead you to the other shore, into eternal darkness, into fire, and into ice. Welcome to St. Paxton, a narrative real play podcast created by friends to explore humanity and endure horror. A world where you can try anything. Welcome back to St. Paxton. It is great to be with you. My name is Veronica, and I am the game master of these here parts. I'm Stacy, and I play Bellamy. Hi, everyone. I'm Mike, and I play Todd B. And I'm Seth, and I play Clara. And my name is Fred, and I play Edward. Okay, so Ezra, all this information about blood witches is great and all, but do you have anything about time travel? Like how-tos? How to travel back in time, maybe? You see Ezra turn around very slowly. (sighs) Time travel. Hmm, That's a very difficult subject. Um... I mean, are you trying to stop time, start time, move time, be time, oh, ask time, tell time, make time, do time? Goodness, there's a lot of options. Um, travel back in time? No, that's not possible. Turn time backwards? Hmm, unlikely. So, uh, we were here once, and time went at a different pace. If you can't travel in time, how does that work? Only the timekeeper could change time. The the timekeeper, is that a person? Maybe. Do you have any books on the timekeeper? That's more likely, yes. Okay. Could you show me where that is? She hobbles out of the aisle and she takes you down several corridors until you get to this section that looks pretty nicely kept. So she keeps taking you to these sections, which look like this is a restricted area. Don't go in here. This is bad knowledge. But this seems fine. And she pulls out a book and places it before you and says, be very careful now. You don't want to go reading too deeply. It can disturb the mind. Huh. Okay. Uh, Thank you. I'll take a look at this. You are left with the book, which is large and leather bound. So when I say large, I mean it's probably 24 inches wide and maybe 36 inches long. So it's quite a big book and it's about four inches thick. The book is sewn together with different pieces of animal skin. And in the center is this big like lump in the center of the cover? Cover. Of flesh? I wouldn't call it a lump of flesh, but it's more like a hump. Like there's something underneath that leather. Is it squishy? Do you push it? Yeah. It's a little squishy. Does it look like the the edges of it might peel up to reveal something underneath? No, it doesn't look like there are any edges. It definitely looks like something is kind of like underneath. So kind of like if you had a water bubble underneath paint or something, there's not going to be a defined start and stop to the bump. Okay, I'll carry the book over. I'm assuming there's chairs somewhere in the library to kind of sit down and read. Yeah. Um, So I'll carry it over and have a seat and open up the cover and see if there's anything on the 
inside of it on the other side of the lump. The book doesn't open willingly. There's quite a bit of resistance. There doesn't seem to be any lock or mechanism that's holding it shut, but it's definitely not going to let you just lift up the cover. Is it possible to open it like to the inside of the book versus trying to open to the front of it? You can try anything. Okay, I'll try to kind of put my fingers together and peel open the pages in the middle. Todd, you walk around the corner and you see Clara just sort of trying to rip this phone book type thing apart. And it's not happening for her. She seems to be exuding all of her strength and force into trying to pull these two covers apart. But nothing is happening. I walk over and just set my hand on the middle of the book. What do you mean the middle? The the middle of the cover? Where she's trying to pull it apart. Okay. Todd puts his hand in your way. Uh, Are you going to help or something? And then I gently try to take the book away. Bellamy and Edward, you hear a small struggle between Todd and Clara as Clara starts making this weird like noise. As though she doesn't want to give the book away. I will let this play out. This struggle ensues as Todd tries to very, I guess, gently take the book away. And Clara is struggling for dear life to keep that book in her grasp. Clara, you feel like this is your personal possession a family heirloom, something that can't be trusted into the hands of anyone else. I'm going to try to pull the book towards me and just kind of like wrap my arms around it and turn away from Todd. I let go of the book and then I, with hand gesture, open my hands and then extend my hand towards her to take the book. No. Uh, nope, nope, I'll take it. I'll I'll read it. I'm going to figure this out. Continue doing the opening gesture. <laughs> nope. Clara, he, I'm good. It's, he could nope, help. I'm fine. It's not going to open that way. I don't know how it opens, but I'll figure it out. I'm, I have to figure this out. If you don't know how it opens, then what if Todd does? Does Todd know how to open my book? Ooh, that's not your book. I'm going to turn away from Todd with the book and kind of put my hand on the cover and then with my hand still on the cover try to open it. Like maybe I have to do something magically with the cover. I reach into my pocket and I grab a knife and I pull the blade out and I hand her hilt first the knife to assist with the book I'll take the knife and stab at the lump you stab the lump and this pus a yellow smelly pus starts spewing from the highest point of the lump it's the worst smell that you think could have maybe ever come out of a book before and it starts like seeping onto your lap oh I dropped the book the lump continues to spew this stinky pus out and you see this shape begin forming it's certainly not a humanoid type shape more of a reptilian type thing and it oozes out of the book and gathers itself together never really taking on a true shape and then it turns around and seeps into the floor 
disappearing into the cracks. Uh, did you all just see that? I'm standing there, arm extended, just pointing at the book. With a look of horror on my face. That can't be good. Uh, what's the thing that came out of a book? The good news is, the smell is gone. I don't think you were supposed to stab that. Ah, uh, I didn't expect the thing to come out of it. I thought maybe there was, like, something hidden in the cover. Well, there was. It was just a well, gross Amorphous pus, pus serpent. <laughs> that was not what I expected to see. Uh, I will pick the book up gently, barely touching. You pick the book up and you see this hole just kind of there. It looks like a piece of flesh that has recently had a pinprick in it and just sort of exploded. It's like a bad balloon. Something calls you to put your finger in that hole. So I pick up the book and I see this flappy, gross piece of skin and I am going to kind of stick my finger in there and see if I can lift it up and look inside. As you do this, you feel something just on the edge, or I guess like on the tip of your index finger. So on the pad that you use to press down on things, you feel something bite you, something very, very tiny biting you. Like a cute nibble or an ouch nibble? Both. I will put the book down and then try to pull my finger out and see if I can see what it is. You pull your finger out and you see a single drop of blood on the fingertip. I put it in my mouth without thinking about it. You put your blood in your mouth and nothing happens. The blood just continues to, to seep out into your mouth. Ow! What? Something bit me! Ah! God. Is is there another lizard monster in there? It just looks like a dark little fleshy hole. Can I rip it open? I want to see if there's another lizard in there. So I'm going to take the flaps, the deflated flaps, near the hole and try to rip them apart without sticking any more fingers inside of the hole. As you get your fingers close to the hole... You feel that same sensation of, put your hand back in here. Yeah, I would like to try to work against that. Okay, roll me something for that. Can I use fleeing? Sure. So I rolled a one. Okay. So as I reach my hands towards this weird, flappy, deflated skin on the book... My intention is to pinch either side and pull it open, but as I get close, I start to get this idea of what if instead I tried to stretch it to put my whole fist in there and grab the baby lizard. You push your fist all the way in and you feel that like sensation, that nibbling, spiting sensation all over your hand. And then it starts to get more painful. And as you pull your hand out, you notice that it's covered in some type of grain. It looks like a white or a golden sand. And it pulls your hand right back in. The rest of you watch as Bellamy's hand is pulled into the book and something's happening to her. It's as though the excess fat in her body is being sucked into this book and she's becoming extremely gaunt. I would like to immediately jump on the book and try to pull her arm out of it. What would you like to roll for this? I think athletics applies 
Yes. And so I would like to put a point into it. Okay. You'll need to beat a four. Ooh. I'd like to put two points into it then. Okay. That is a four. Todd wraps his body around you and starts pulling very hard. And he is able to free you from the book, except you have this like sand just rippling all over your body, just covering you. And you feel as though you've gone to the beach, but you won't be able to take a shower because all of this sand is starting to embed itself into you. But you're no longer giving your stored energy to the book. The rest of you watch as the book comes back together and there's a little lump inside the book. I kick the book down the aisleway away from us. What just happened? Are you okay? Bellamy, are you okay? I have no idea. I immediately go over and apply first aid and just kind of check her vitals and try to see where she is at. As you do this, you feel this grittiness on her shoulders and on her body. So as you are kind of giving her a once over, looking, checking her blood pressure, all of these things, you feel this grittiness on the palm of your hand as well but you're able to somehow brush it off but when you go back you keep feeling this grittiness all over her do i feel like it's transferring to me when i actually am touching her so like the grittiness is coming off of her skin onto the palm of my hand as i check her vitals yes I'm able to get it off, so it doesn't seem to be adhering to me like it is to Bellamy. That's right. Obviously, there hasn't been any situation where I've dealt with something like this before, so do I feel like it's magical in nature or supernatural? You definitely feel like it's supernatural, for sure. I'm starting to scratch. Clara, go get Ezra. Yeah. She might know how to help her. I'll run off and start looking for Ezra. Ezra! Ezra! Wake up! Wake up! Your book tried to eat Bellamy! Ezra! And I'll start shaking her. (laughs) Ezra! What? The book attacked us! Did you feed it? Well, it tried to eat Bellamy's hand, so yes? It'll take care of itself. Don't disturb me again. But. Sh- the- <laughs> Ezra, <laughs> and I'll shake her again. What? She, she, she's hurt. <laughs> How is that going to take care of itself? Ezra beckons you down to her little chaise lounge where she's been napping very deeply for what seems like lifetimes. I'll I'll bend over. And she slaps you across the face. (laughs) I'm trying to rest. Okay, we'll solve this problem ourselves. Enjoy your nap. (laughs) And I'll go back to the other Clara, where's Ezra? She's napping. She said the problem would handle itself. She didn't seem concerned. Wait, that that's all she said? She said it, it would it would take care of itself and she didn't seem concerned and she just wanted to go back to sleep. And I said, Bellamy's injured. How is this gonna take care of itself? And she slapped me, so I don't think she's gonna help us. <laughs> well, At least that helped you feel a little better. Bellamy, you start feeling great. Yeah. Uh, You know what? I I feel fine. I feel great. 
this is this is great and I will get up off the floor and stop scratching where'd that book go I will go pick it up carefully I am not stabbing it sticking things into it or anything else I just want to see if it will open now it opens freely for you so I walk over pick the book up and open it slowly huh check this out bring it back to the table and put it down open to the first page there are symbols symbols that none of you read lining the pages of this ancient tome. Do they look like symbols we've seen before? No. Todd, what do you make of this? Is is this a language you're familiar with? I do an overblown shrug. Todd, you're no longer taking the vow of silence. We're not our D&D characters. What do you make of the book? Okay, so then I win because I stayed in character the longest. Oh my god, Todd. That's that's everyone Todd. accepting defeat. I, yes, you you win. Well yes. done. Well done. One for me. Okay. Yep. Good job. Can you look at the book, please? Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I have no idea. I slap Todd. Ow. Todd, focus. You're our science guy. I would like to roll library use to find a book on symbols. You'll only need to roll a two or higher. Three. So you go to this little card catalog and you start flipping through all of these different language books, but none of them really seem to be what you need until you get to a section that's just comprised of all of these symbols. And right beside it, there is a note. Translator, Jonathan Crandall. I grab the note and bring it back to the party. So that name that we heard earlier. Yeah, look at this. Huh. It's quite a coincidence that we've heard his name twice now. Yeah. And that he translates things like this. Well, wouldn't that make them like blood witch symbols or something? So maybe the blood witches are connected to weird time stuff? Books that eat you, you know, whatever. Yeah. So how do we find him then? Oh, why don't we go talk to Patty? Does she know everyone? Yeah, she'd probably know. We haven't seen her in a while. I, I guess it'd be good to check in, see how things are going on around here. So you go into the visitor center and Patty welcomes you. Hello, everyone. It has been so long since we've seen each other. It hasn't been that long. Only like Feels a s- like a really long time to me. Okay. Well, you know, last time that we did visit, it was a good time. So it does feel like it's been a while. How can I help you? Are you here to see the brand new t-shirts that we got? No, but I would love to see the brand new t-shirts. Oh, perfect. We got them in a hot pink and a tropical yellow. Those are both of my favorite colors. (gasps) Well, you're going to love this other shirt, which is a bright pink with a tropical yellow pineapple on it. It's buttoned up. I start immediately looking at shirts. What are these shirts for? Oh, they're for the tourists. Oh. Yeah, we're going to put them out in the spring. People are going to go nuts for them. Didn't you get my memo about the new shirts? Nope. But I think it's a great idea. Oh, good. Uh, anyway, we're here. Um, I mean, you, we figure you know everybody. Um, I know everyone. Perfect. So we're we're looking to find a Jonathan Crandall. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you can find him in the directory. Oh, there's a is the directory here? 
Yeah, it's the visitor center. Of course, everything's here. Oh, perfect. Um, do you know him personally? Not really. He's an older guy. Okay. Uh, so I'll go over to the directory and flip through to find Jonathan Crandall. Okay, you see Jonathan Crandall and his address at 2112 Maple. Okay. Perfect. Anything else we need here, you guys? Or should we... Um, yeah, this shirt. <laughs> Ooh, I'm so sorry, Todd. I cannot allow that to leave the stock room. What? It's not going to be available until spring. That's a spring exclusive. A St. Paxton spring exclusive. Okay, well... But you'll hold one for me? Of course! Okay, do we have any scarves like that? I will get on that. Oh, Patty, you're the best. Thank you, you're the best. So, what season is it, then? It's that weird almost spring. Where we have, like, kind of really nice days, and then every now and then, like, it's a little bit cold. And by cold, I mean like 70. Like almost fall. Yeah, almost fall, almost full on spring. But not winter. Oh no. Winter is more of a a state of mind here. Got it, got it. So it's just kind of like warm all year long? Not warm. Just right. If you're interested in feeling just right and chilled, you can actually go up to the ski lodge. The altitude there makes it quite chilly. Wait, there's a ski lodge here? There's a ski lodge here on the north side of the island. Haven't you been? (laughs) We've been a little busy. (laughs) Once we get my scarf in, we're going. Well... I mean, you're gonna go to Maple, so. Oh, is that in the same area? Yes, Maple is actually right up in the ski lodge area. Oh, we could go check it out. You should. It'd be nice to see more of the island. Is there snow on the north side? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, wouldn't be much of a ski lodge. Oh, certainly not a water ski lodge. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I look at Patty, and then I look at Todd. I just shake my head. The trolley <sighs> doesn't go up there, does it? Well, the trolley will take you to the lift, and the lift will take you up to the platform. <sighs> this island, guys, I love it here. It's exactly what you want it to be. And so much more. Bye. Thanks, oh, Patty. thank you. Good job on the t-shirts. And we'll head out towards 2112 Maple. Okay, great. So you hop on the trolley, and it takes you to the north side of the island. <clears throat> Once you're there, there's like a ski lift. And you basically go up really, really far. It's quite cold. And you experience this, like, shift in temperature. And then you end on this little platform. Like, a train platform. How's the view from this vantage point? Are we able to kind of see all of the island? Or are we positioned in a way where parts of the island is kind of obscured by the actual mountainscape. Most of the island is obscured by cloud coverage and when you're looking kind of out into the north side, you see that the mountain area is just, I mean, really breathtaking and beautiful. But there's so much fog and you're just so high up. You can't really see much. And and the temperature shift is significant or slight? Significant. Okay. It's quite cold. Is it like uh, bustling with activity? Are there a lot of islanders here? 
There are. There are quite a few islanders, but there seem to be more tourists than islanders at this point because you're on the platform. Is there any attendees that are nearby or people that work for the lodge? As you start looking around, you see a man that's dressed in this really fine suit. He looks kind of like a storybook conductor. I approach him and and I say, um, excuse me, do you work here? Oh, yes, of course I work here. Could you direct us to uh, Maple Street? Oh, yes, of course. And he walks you over to the edge of the platform and he sticks his head out and you see that there are tracks laying out in front of you. This is a train platform. And you see a small, ornate engine coming your way and then it rolls to a stop. Steam hissing. Hey, Rasa. I'm sorry. This will it, take you straight to Maple. Okay, the train will take us to Maple. Yes, yes. It'll take you right into the center of town. This is awesome. I didn't know there was a train. And when you when you mean center of town, is that like the center of this area? Yes. How big is the train? The train is a large engine, and then there are five cars with a caboose at the very back. And is it like a passenger train? It sure is. I step onto the train. You step onto the train, and you see that all of the train is completely ornate. So there are beautiful wood carvings that have been stained. Um, There are gilded pieces like framed pieces of art it smells like cinnamon and also biscuits and it's really nice in there the seats are plush and comfortable and despite the fact that there were so many people on the platform shuffling around it seems like everyone's going to fit just fine several of the attendants come through with luggage And they take it to a back car. And you see more of the tourists filter in. The train slowly begins to settle down. Do the rest of you hop on the train with Todd? I board the train. I follow Clara. And I will follow Bellamy. I saved them a spot. The marching order is... Todd, Clara, Bellamy, Edward. You step onto the train and you feel like you remember having been on a train once before. And as the train sort of goes, you don't feel the normal rock or push. It just feels like the train glides around it doesn't take very long for you to get to maple just a few minutes and the train stops just for you who's got the book probably still me the rest of you as you get off onto maple street you are so cold it is freezing up here there is snow falling but bellamy seems fine even though she's still dressed in her single loincloth bellamy's fine despite not having enough clothes to keep her warm she doesn't shiver and in fact even though she's walking around barefoot she doesn't even seem to notice the cold at all Does she still have the textured, sandy, kind of like skin? Yes, she does. Bellamy, aren't you cold? Uh, no. It feels great up here. Man, I I don't understand how we didn't know this was here. 
And didn't we see these mountains when we were coming over? I, th- I just yeah. never imagined it would be like this. There's a freaking train! Yeah, I think it's the train up here! I didn't know we had a oh. train. Kind of wish I would have brought a sweater, though. Maybe we should hit the ski lodge first and get some clothes. I bet you they sell clothes there. Well, we're at Maple. Well, Jonathan has waited this long. I'm sure he can wait another 30 minutes. What if he's not home? Have you ever considered that? What if he's at the ski lodge getting hot chocolate? And peppermint? Mmm. Ooh. This is a neighborhood, and it's filled with old craftsman-style homes. A really big front porch with what looks like a room overhead. Everything seems kind of like this mix of a, like, kind of a Southern Californian home slash Swedish lodge. It's a very strange mixture here, but it seems like and some of the houses maybe look like little gingerbread houses. It's extremely cute. The street is lined with like a, a really nice stone path. There are really beautiful acorn lanterns lighting the entire pathway. But there is a large like street through the middle of this. Almost as though you expect really large vehicles to be on these roads. But you don't see any vehicles there. Do we see 2112? Yeah. You hear the sound of something walking toward you. But it doesn't sound like the normal feet hitting the ground. It's almost like this clunk, clunk, clunk. But the door opens and you see a man in long, dark blue robes answer the door. He has a very long beard, which he has braided into, I think, three large braids. He's also wearing a dark blue cap. Like a wizard's cap, but not a wizard's cap. It's not sticking up. It's more draped down to the side. Oh my gosh. Does he do cosplay too? We should invite him to our our thing. Yes, hello? Hi, are you Mr. Crandall? I'm he. Hi, my name's Clara. Uh, We found your name in this book. In a book? And I've never been published, I'll I, tell you that. Oh, it, it said you had translated something. Uh, we thought perhaps you're an expert at translating other languages or symbols or... Symbols, you say? The, do you do symbols? The door starts to close. Oh, please wait! No, sir, sir, look, <laughs> and I will open the book. Oh, yes. Symbols. Symbols. Yes, yes. Let me see. Let me see. And he extends his hands to take the book. I give him the book. He takes the book from you and very quickly pulls it to him and shuts the door with his elbow. Now you go away! Uh, I pound on the door. You try to pound on the door, but you can't seem to make your body make contact with anything else. I try to touch Clara? You try hard. Like, I keep... Okay, wait. So, when I take my finger and I purposely try to touch her shoulder with it what happens because I am lifting my arm and poking my finger slowly towards her shoulder Bellamy what you see is when you go to touch something or someone it's almost as though that thing just sort of like moves itself out of the way like it you're repelled 
from actually touching these items. So it's like when two magnets of the same polarity are kind of forced towards each other, Mm -hmm. that like weird rubbing sensation that occurs. That's what you feel, but it's almost like these things become this liquid and just move away from you. But they don't seem to have any adverse reaction. Their faces aren't giving you any impression that they don't want to be touched or that they're moving. So that's that. The rest of you see Bellamy as she just pokes Clara. And Clara is just, what? And accepts the poke for sure but then bellamy has this weird look on her face uh yes can i help you (laughs) what Um, was that for (laughs) no i we gotta get that book back you see eyes just peering out at you from the glass inlays in the door I'll reach out and knock on the door. You see a tiny little hole appear as Jonathan slips this little piece of metal. And it's like a little peephole, but it's more like a peekaboo hole. They're all dressed very strangely. One could say the same of you, sir. I'm dressed like everyone else here. Ahem. Um, gee, I wish I knew someone in law enforcement that could, I don't know, take care of a theft I just witnessed? And I turned towards Edward. What? You mean the knight standing before you? <laughs> <laughs> Sir Edward? Uh, is- Mr. Crandall, um, I understand it must be off-putting the clothing that we're wearing, but uh, we came from a costume party um but i i did want to inform you that i am the current law enforcement of saint paxton and i will have to ask you to open your door here and please return our belongings would you like to roll a reassurance to let him know that like you really are law enforcement you're really here to to get some help absolutely you need to roll a three or higher. Yeah, I'll add two. Four. You say these things, and it takes a few beats, but then Mr. Crandall unlocks the door. I love costume parties as But. Well, you can't go walking around like this all day. I, it's been quite a long day and I believe we allowed the day to get away from us and we have some important matters at hand that we need your help with Um, in the library we found a note that specifically stated you're able to translate the symbols that we found in this book and we believe there are answers information within this book that we need currently are you that man can you help us of course I can help you. You seem like good children. Uh, uh, Well, we're adults, but uh, could we get invited in? It's quite cold out here, and Bellamy's scantily clad. Yes. I grimace. He opens the door wide for all of you to come into his home. We enter. You see that the home is very tastefully decorated. It doesn't seem weird or wizardry at all, but there are several bookshelves all around the house and there doesn't seem to be any sort of electronics in the home. So there's not a TV. When you walk past the kitchen, you notice that there's not a refrigerator, there's not a microwave, and there's not like a lot of electricity in the house. There's just a, l- a few lamps here and there. Fire hazard! <clears throat> <laughs> what? <laughs> I assume I assume that you're all quite cold and want to be in um, normal clothing. Uh, do you have some despair? Of 
course, very wealthy person. I feel fine, but I would like to get out of this hospital gown. So he just holds up a finger and zips into another room and zips right back out. And he has before you several long and very thick robes. Thank you. That's very kind of you. I look at the robes that I'm already wearing. Are they better? These robes look better, for sure. Okay. I will trade up. Yeah, I'll I'll put on a rope, because I'm freezing. Same. Okay, great. It takes you a really long time to get out of all of your dress things. And he brings out tea for you. That's really it. Seems like a nice guy. Wants to serve you tea. Mr. Crandall, I know it might be a little uncoming, but we've heard that you might have ties or relations with blood witches. He spits his tea out. I wipe my face. Blood witches? Yes. Oh, Yes? Yes. And he zips up out of his seat and he runs around the house pulling down the curtains. And then his voice gets quieter. How did you know? Uh, we keep hearing about the blood witches. And what did you hear about the blood witches? That they lived underground and... Well, they had tunnels to avoid being persecuted by the, uh, the townsfolk. And it was like, kind of some bad stuff going on. Some bad blood, you might say. Huh. How do you feel about the blood witches? Indifferent. I mean, uh, Clara wears their symbol. Supportive. Uh, what about you? And he looks at Edward. Honestly, there's just a lot of things going on, and we're just trying to get some information, Mr. Crandall, and we don't mean to impose or try to judge any relatives that you might have had, and we have this book here. Are you able to translate it for us? He flips through the book's pages and looks up at you and nods. It'll, it'll take me some time, but yes, I, I believe I can help you. Could you leave the book with me for a few days? I look to the rest of the group to see if anybody has any objections in their eyes. I suppose that's fine, but be careful with it. I beckon the party for a sidebar. We take a knee. Yeah. He gives you space as you all take a knee in his living room. Okay, so, like, I'm totally fine with this cool guy having the book, but, like, shouldn't we warn him that it spit out some sort of, like, serpent monster thing and tried to eat Bellamy? Yeah. It's not, like, something you just want to, like, leave on a coffee table. Yeah, I agree. I don't... I'd feel bad if anything happened to him. Maybe he's like cool with all that and doesn't mind, but maybe he feel really bad if he got eaten. I mean, I didn't get eaten. I'm fine. You, I feel really good. Belsy kind of got eaten, and your your arms look all weird now. And your skin's like sandpaper. Yeah, your your skin looks kind of weird, and you're acting kind of weird. But I feel fine and the skin feels fine and everything's great so okay but the book's still dangerous so I do think we should warn him Bellamy you notice that while you're in close proximity to the book in the same room as it were you're able to touch and feel things 
Yeah, I'm not leaving the book. Uh, so, sir, uh, I I have to stay with the book at all times. Wait, okay. why? Wait that's fine. Why? If you want to oh. stay in my guest room, that that would excellent. Be fine with yes, me. I. What beautiful woman? I mean, oh, Ezra oh, in, entrusted the book to us, and somebody should stay with it at all times to be that sure that it fair. is safe. Yes, and maybe I can learn some, Mr. Crandall, some of the I symbol. I would love to teach you my way. Yes, yes. With my yes. cryptology uh, things. So. Do you not cryptology. like this? Oh, you're a cryptologist as well. I dabble. I dabble in things as well. Okay, don't don't get too excited. But yes, of course. Well, you could stay in my guest bedroom for several days. See, um, Bellamy, can we can, can we take a sidebar? <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> so time, you know, when we split up, it doesn't really go well. Do you think yeah. this is the best course of action? Should yes. should we all just stay here? I for mean, a couple of days. You, apps, sure, yeah. But I uh, definitely should stay with the book. I mean, why? one of us should, and I'm okay. volunteering because I've already been let bit me, by it. So let me like, oh. we should stay at like the ski lodge. Mm, okay, oh, but I'll not stay here. I don't feel good about you staying here by yourself with Mr. Crandall. Oh, he's fine. He's fine. You realize that the last time that we left you alone, you were kidnapped. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not kidnapped if if I choose to stay here of my own accord. Stockholm Syndrome. Well, that's... I'm gonna stay with the book. Why are you so determined? It, It feels weird to be away from the book, so I need to stay with the book define weird. I mean, things get really, really weird when I'm away from the book. I can't touch things. What do you mean you can't touch things? I can't touch... If I'm not around the book, I can't touch things. When he took the book away and he slammed the door in our face and locked all 83 of his locks along the door, I couldn't touch things. Every time I tried, there was like a force that would repel me away from it. So, like, when I was trying to poke Clara, I couldn't poke her. She moved out of the way. I didn't move. Um, well, but you did poke her. Yeah. I he... didn't, though. I watched. Bellamy? You've poked me. I wanna... I know Anyways, as I was saying... Um, yes, you can all stay here, please. You, please, my home is your home. My robes are your robes. My tea is your tea. Everyone's welcome with me. Everything we need. Everything we need. So you'll stay? Yes. Yes. Yes, <laughs> we'll stay together. I, I mean, I guess this is our best lead right now, and... Yeah, I, I think we should stick together. Yeah... So, Jonathan takes the book and goes into his office, and he just starts translating right then and there, just taking out a piece of paper, and he'll read a line, and then he'll write. Read a line, and then he'll write. And he just seems to be very happy and content doing that. Can I offer to sit with him and write down what he translates for him sure I shrug at the the gang and I follow him into his study and do this okay so you're interested in cryptology then uh yeah it's it's really cool to be able to learn new things hmm excellent well how about you give this old hand a break and you write and I'll speak? Sounds like an excellent idea to me. He hands you a quill and an inkwell. This may take some time uh, to get used to, but I'm a quick learner. It'll be fine. So, Edward. 
Yes. I, I don't want to be like that guy. I don't want to be like Clara. But, uh... What? Bellamy really hit her head hard. And she just woke up. And I mean, we did see some crazy stuff happen. But is it related to the crazy stuff? Or is it related to the, like, potential head injury? Can you tell? I mean, did... When you checked her out, everything was fine, right? I, I mean, all of her vitals were okay. I, I did notice a weird interaction with the sand on her skin, but everything else seemed to check out. Wait, Todd, are you saying you don't believe her? You think she's imagining it? Well, no, I'm just saying, what if? What if she's got something... What if she hit her head and it's still affected? I'm just saying, I mean, although we just had the crazy stuff happen, we saw her poke you. And yeah. she felt like that's not what happened. I, I just think we have to believe each other. Um, well, I'm so with you. Like, I'm like just maybe, saying... Maybe something happened when that book attacked her and it it did something to her. So she's perceiving things differently? Yeah, that's that's fair. I just... I don't want to lose my friend to a book or, or something yeah. else is happening. Yeah, Ezra did warn me about delving too deeply into that book. It oh. kind of concerns me that she's... Delving into it right now? Yeah, and this attached to not leaving it. Well, she got about arm's depth into it. <laughs> oh, God, Todd. <laughs> it, yeah, I just... It, I feel like we're messing with things we don't understand right now. And... I mean, you, you know me, I'm curious type. I'm the first who wants to know what's in that book, but... Does... Well, look, I... I don't think there's anybody that we could reach out to that can help explain this stuff to us but what if we try interacting with the book ourselves you know if we go through similar symptoms and we'll be able to know that the book is what's affecting her and if we don't then maybe it's something from before like you said the injury or when she was in the asylum well I don't I just maybe Let's give her an hour and then be like, hey, Bells, it's bedtime, girl. <laughs> you, you've had a long day. Well, how, how, okay, how about this? Why don't you guys distract them from the book? You know, maybe like, oh, we're hungry. Let's get some food. And then I could try to grab the book. I, I don't know. And do what, though? Like, I, I, mean, I don't know if that thing's going to attack again. Or... Look, if if this thing has a hold on Bellamy, we need to figure that out. Because for all we know, the more time she spends with it, the worse she's going to get. And that's where we're going to call it. Well. Uh, what are we doing? I don't know. What are we what? doing? Okay, what are you on. doing? What happened with this? Okay, all of you. Right? First, Todd, you with the no yeah. speaking in the knife. And then, you know, Claire with the stabby stabby. That's fair. Like, Is that what we want to go with this? That's fair. And then, and then let, let's just put our finger in fleshy bound tomb holes. Oh my God. And Guys, let's we got to go and do our. Yeah. Take yeah. Don't do it here. Because there's some shit I need <laughs> to tell y'all. Oh, God. <laughs> this episode was edited by Rob Anderson, the musician who made The Lounge, our opening and closing theme. Find him on Twitter at potentially Rob. This episode was produced by Hiroshi, and you can find him at maybe Hiroshi. You can find the rest of the crew on Twitter as well. V is at typical Veronica, 
Mike is at One Gaming Lane. Fred is at I Think I'm Fred. Steph is at Starlit Firefly. And you can find me at Definitely Stacy. As always, you can follow the show at CAF Podcast and find a permanent link to the Discord in our bio. Want to take a look at the clues, information, or photos the cast stumbled upon during recording? Head on over to our website at www.cafpodcast.com and click on the link labeled the show at the top of the screen. If you want to help support the show, please share us with your friends on your preferred social media and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. You can also back us on Patreon by going to www.patreon.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, you should check out some of the other Geekly Inc. shows, such as Inks and Issues, Cast of Thrones, or Transformation Sequence. Hey everyone, it's Steph. Thank you so much for listening. I just wanted to stop for a moment and say a very special thank you to our Patreon supporters. And today I would like to especially thank Baluey. I think it's pretty cool you don't have a last name. Kind of like Cher or Nighthawk. That's pretty awesome. Thanks so much for your support.